Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Let's play some football! Run right to the back of him. Run right to the middle and out the back. What's known in football terms as a slam dunk. Hey, and welcome into another edition of Daytime Fireworks. I'm your host, Zach Barry. No David Brandt on this one, but we do have another esteemed member of the media as Troy Sutherland, National Scouting Coordinator for the Mid-South from Perfect Game, is here with us. We're going to talk some MLB draft and talk uh, Ole Miss signees and commits for the 24-25 class. Troy, welcome in, man. Thanks for joining Thanks for having me on, Zach. Appreciate it. So, as as one does in this business, my colleague Ben and I did a podcast yesterday morning. Day one, Cooper Pratt does not hear his name called. Josh Noth and Xander Muth did, but that was to be expected. We had uh, we had prepared our subscribers, our listeners, and our readers that those two guys were very likely going to have their name called and were going to sign but no Cooper Pratt. So we did a podcast. We talked about, man, Ole Miss just pretty good luck so far in the draft. You you expected those two big power high school arms to go. Scouts love them. They did. Um, and then day two in the afternoon, the Brewers decided to uh, ruin everyone's day <laughs> by taking Cooper Pratt in the sixth round. Um, it's nothing has been finalized yet the rumblings right now if you're an Ole Miss fan are not good because uh the the rumored number is 1.4 million for uh Cooper Pratt um I know our publisher Chuck Roundsville is reporting that he is hearing that he is going to sign and play for the Brewers um if you like to play that social media game Troy he has put Brewers on his Instagram and no longer has Ole Miss on there in his bio. But what's uh what's your feel there? Kind of what are you hearing? So, like, leading up to the draft, the whole conversation was – I mean, it's posturing season, of course, but the whole conversation was, like, Pratt seems like he's going to be the staple guy for Ole Miss in this class. Uh, you make it out of day one. You lose Muth and Knopf pretty much to be expected at that point. Um, thinking, all right, we're in pretty good position – coming to like the middle early middle portion rounds here that we may land this guy you get the news that jd urso comes out of the transfer portal or back into the transfer portal after committing to old miss so you're like all right this is looking all the signs are pointing that pratt's going to school and then you get the brewers that come in the sixth round snag him up uh i don't know what they're gonna have to spend on him or but 1.4 doesn't seem too terribly bad just in my mind. 
there was I saw some some people talking, some pundits that cover the MLB draft because I do not. So I am going off of what others are saying, and and they know far more than me, as do you. But there was some strategy involved here with uh, maybe going under slot for a couple guys, um, and then uh, is it is it Chase Batanti? What's his first name? Eric Batanti. Eric Eric Batanti. Um, I believe there was a guy that played for UC Irvine that had a Chase Batanti or Bisconti type name. Anyway, um, it, it was rumored that, you know, they were saving up to try to make a run at Cooper Pratt. And typically in these situations, as you know, Major League Baseball organizations are pretty structured. They're pretty uh, put together, buttoned up, uh, unless you're the New York Mets and then you just kind of do crazy things. But <laughs> yeah um shout out bobby bonilla um but it, it would it would as a casual observer you would think okay they take him here there has to be a plan like they are expecting to hear good news that cooper pratt is ecstatic about being drafted and he is loving milwaukee and is ready to be a brewer um I know some folks around tate county and around that magnolia heights program they say that he is going to go through all the proper channels, talk to his parents, talk to, you know, his advisors and and make a very educated decision. But from my perspective right now at 1.05 p.m. Central Time on Tuesday, July 11th, it looks like Cooper Pratt is not going to show at Ole Miss. What, what's your kind of feel on this um, and, and what do you expect? To be honest, Zach, my gut feels it's just kind of split because all the stuff I heard leading up to the draft, like, Gave me that feeling. And then with this now shortened draft, when you're down not 40 rounds or whatever anymore, you know, you can't waste picks. So they're not going to just make a throwaway pick on a sixth rounder they think they can't sign. Um, you look at the Brewers draft, it's, they start off in the first at 18 with Brock Wilkin, third baseman from Wake Forest. And then they go immediately for the ceiling play with another old Miss signing in Josh Knopf. Uh, you go back down, you get – the first baseman, third baseman out of Nebraska, Omaha. And then you go Batanti, Jason Woodward from FGCU, Ryan Bichard from Niagara County, JC, you might save a little money there. And then you get the big one in Pratt at 182. So it, you alluded to it earlier. It seemed like everything was falling into place because it was obvious everyone knew Jacob Gonzalez was leaving. It was a draft year. I mean, for most of the season, he was, you know, thought to have been a top 10 guy. Um, still taken in the first round by the White Sox. So shortstop is wide open. So I've talked to you. Um, I've talked to some other folks and everyone kind of expected. Um, and, and even our um, my, my colleague, Ben Garrett, who had spoken with Cooper Pratt several times and talked with uh, assistant coach. Mike Clement, and they're like, hey, we expect him to be a day one guy. He's going to walk right in, take over for Jacob Gonzalez, dye his hair blonde, do all that. You know, <laughs> continue the tradition at Ole Miss and playing shortstop. Be, uh, you know, when I talked with you, you said he's going to be a three year guy and he's going to have first round hype. So 100%. it, it does, <laughs> if you're, if you're an Ole Miss fan, it's not, it's not looking good right now because, like you said, you're not going to just, take a chance on not getting a guy with a six round pick. Um, 
So it, it it's going to hurt for Ole Miss fans if he decides to end up signing and going pro, not only because you need the shortstop, but it, it's just it, – that's the dice roll with college baseball recruiting because it, somebody like Josh Noth, who was I – w- I wouldn't say unknown, but, you know, wasn't a super, you know, popular name when he committed to Ole Miss. And then he just all of a sudden bumps it up to 97, 98 and is, you know – 3,000 RPMs and the rest and is history. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, maybe some, some, uh, some deja vu, maybe some nightmares from, you know, a decade or so ago when, you know, you had guys like Gavin Shashini, Ty Hensley, striker Trahan, those guys that they commit early to Ole Miss. They're all in, they want to come play college baseball in Oxford and then they blow up and they go pro. So um, this is, this is this is college baseball recruiting. This is what you have to deal with with the MLB draft. But um, if you had to make a pick right now, whether or not Cooper Pratt shows, which one, which way are you leaning? Uh, I'll do this in like a hundred chips format. I'd probably go. Okay. I'd probably go forty chips. He's uh forty chips. He ends up at school. Sixty he'll sign. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, that, that's kind of where I'm at. And, um, like I said, our, our, our fearless leader, Chuck Roundsell has heard that he is going to sign. And I mean, look, if you're going to get that much in the sixth round, I mean, what's that slot value there? Like 300, 350, something around there. If you're, if you're you're getting that much, I mean, that not only does that show confidence and that they believe in you as a prospect, but I mean, that's a lot of money for a 16, 17 year old. So, um, yeah, so it, it, it's a tough break for Ole Miss after dodging, you know, day one, and then you're almost through day two, which I, I think it's safe to say if his name wasn't called on day two, it was over. Um, yep. so we'll find out here. I'd imagine probably in the next week or so, um, what he decides to do. And I don't know, there's no real way to kind of research this, but I could, I'll throw it to you because you might know, but in terms of guys that are not, I mean, not just shortstops, but if you know any shortstops off the top of your head, are there some guys who were drafted around this same spot that decided to go college and bet on themselves and then were able to better their draft stock after a couple of years in college? I mean, I can go to a first round comp um, back a couple of years with one of my former teammates, Matt McLean. And now he's obviously up and making some noise. But he yeah. was a first rounder right out of high school. Got offered pretty much slot value by the Diamondbacks. Goes to UCLA, tears it up for three years, and ends up making more money and gets drafted higher. And now he's in the show. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, and again, I mean, that's it's that's risk. It's big time risk as a as a young kid who, um, again, I think that the point of the Brewers making that selection and offering that much money has to make you feel good as as a young kid who this is your dream this is all you've ever wanted you know regardless of how you feel about Ole Miss and and that coaching staff and playing in the SEC because he said all the right things the entire time throughout the process um you know he wanted to go to school he it meant a lot to him to be recruited by Ole Miss and you know he lives in Oxford despite playing high school ball an hour away but um but yeah it's a tough blow for Ole Miss as a 
as we are recording right now, there's been no final decision as far as I'm concerned, but um, yeah, I, I I'm, I'm with you. I'm leaning. He's going to go pro. So um, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll have more with Troy Sutherland from perfect game. We're going to get into this 23 signing class who will show and uh, who you need to be excited about. So hang tight. We'll be right back. This podcast is brought to you by Cherokee Valley Golf Course in Olive Branch, Mississippi. Get on over to see Cody Allen and the crew to take on the challenge of their wide, plush Zoysa fairways and large championship Bermuda greens. They have two putting greens to hone in your game with the flat stick, a driving range, and a chipping green to tighten up the short game. Book a tee time online at olivebranch.com or give them a call at 662-893-4444. That's Cherokee Valley Golf Course in Olive Branch, Mississippi. This podcast also comes to you thanks to Bluff City Advisory Group, Memphis's leading team of finance professionals who can provide advanced assistance with financial planning, pension, and qualified plan support, and business and estate planning strategies as well. Former Ole Miss Rebel and founding partner Ben Still, along with his elite-level customer service team, make it their goal to help you meet the ongoing demands of your financial needs. Learn about this and more at bluffcityadvisory.com. It's concert season, and concert season is all about the boots. Already, Oxford and Ole Miss have seen Morgan Wallen light it up at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. Ole Miss football star and Talk of Champions podcaster Jared Ivey bemoaned how his boots were lacking. He should have gone with Tecovis, the only stop for the Ole Miss fan and the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings for the spring and summer, including timeless, always-on-trend styles in men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. Stop by your local Tacova store and have a complimentary drink or two on the house while you shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service, and many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. The sun's a-shining in Oxford, Mississippi. Cookouts in the Grove, beer showers. It's just the very best time for an Ole Miss Rebel to get out and get going. Carry front door peace of mind with you everywhere you go with Eufy Video Lock. Never has home security been so easy. Eufy Video Lock, an all-in-one security device for your front door, allows you to keep an eye on everything back home. And it's so easy. Installation requires only a screwdriver, so ditch those house keys forever and give Eufy Video Lock a try today. There's no monthly fee, and Eufy Video Lock has customer support on standby 247 to help you with any and all home security needs. Go ahead, have your home as fun in the sun with the assurance your home is in good hands with Eufy Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock's built-in camera can tell you who's at your front door from the comfort of your poolside chair. So search Eufy Video Lock today. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit ufeofficial.com slash videolock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Ufe Video Lock, a proud sponsor of this, the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. 
After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. And we are back here on Daytime Fireworks talking with Troy Sutherland of Perfect Game. All right, so it's not all bad. Noth, Muth, Pratt, your three top 35 prospects, all gone. But the one that you said dodged a bullet right before we hit the record button, Campbell yep. Smithwick, the Oxford High School local product. Um, we talked about him on our show um, on Monday. I think that uh, this is a guy that can really go, and I think he is going to be a name that that Ole Miss fans know for the for the coming years. What's your? Uh, I, I talked to you about the scouting report last month, but just what's your what's your vibe on him, and and how do you think he fits in the uh, college program? I think being in this like close knit North Mississippi like group here with all the JC coaches, just guys that I really have conversation with frequently. Like the one player we all agree on that's just a flat out stud is Campbell Smithwick. The guy has elite zone awareness, puts the bat on the ball, power projects to be above average, and he's just as polished as they come behind the dish. So like if you can add all those things in, like that's a good ball player and I'm in all day. I like what you said um about the zone awareness because I, I said the same thing just from you know, an amateur watching film and, and things like that. And just seeing what others have said about him. It seems like he takes professional at bats, very patient at the plate, um, you know, kind of knows what he's looking for and kind of picks the spots. But yeah, I mean, it, when I talked with you in June, you know, you said the hit tool is, is elite and um, behind the plate as well, even though he's, you know, six foot six, one, not a big kid but uh, can, can really defend and receive the baseball. But yeah, I think the the big thing for, for Ole Miss here is, is getting another catcher that can really swing it. Um, it's been kind of a, uh, you know, we, we've jokingly called Ole Miss catcher you. They've had some really good catchers in the, in, in the last decade or so. And not just really good receivers of the ball, but some guys that can swing it. Um, do you think he could be a day one or at least a year one contributor at Ole Miss? A hundred percent because why like you wouldn't put somebody back there is if they're going to embarrass you defensively. Like when you have that conversation, yeah. you're like, is this guy going to do the job good enough as a freshman to not embarrass us? Mm-hmm. And like, that's like out of the question for me with Smithwick. And then you want to talk about catchers thumping. You look like a little bit further down that, down that signing list here. And you get Trent Lyons, the kid from Christian brothers up here. I mean, yeah. that kid mashes from the left side. We had a high school tournament up in Millington, and out of like six games, I think he had four or five bombs. It was crazy. Nutty weekend. Yeah, I was going to ask you about him because he's listed as a catcher. Um, when I spoke with you last, you, you think that he's just kind of one of those, like the hit tool is going to get him somewhere. Um, right. If he's not playing catcher, where do you think he fits in, or is it just strictly a DH type situation? No, it's totally athletic enough to play third base. I think – on his days he didn't catch on his high school team, he played third base and, like, blended in just fine there because the arm strength plays 
across the diamond. I think okay. like really if you have issues with him there or you have someone locked in, I think you could shift him over to first and maybe even a corner outfield spot. I don't think it would be a problem. I think there's some definitely some position flexibility there, and he's probably serviceable behind the plate. Talking about some corner infield spots and just uh, big-time power, um, last couple of years Ole Miss has had some dudes with some of the most impressive raw power um, that at least Ole Miss has seen. But I, I know there was a guy this year that uh, I can't remember who it was, but they said they broke – the 2080 power scale, uh, Kemp Alderman, apparently the algorithm had him at 85. Um, yep. Shout out Kemp. Dude, but, thanks. but yeah, uh, Alderman and then Tim Elko are probably the two that come to mind is just true raw power. Um, it's, it's Trenton. I mean, that's high praise, but is he kind of in that category of someone who could develop into that kind of power hitter? Yeah. I don't know if I'm ready to go like 85 power on Trent Lyons by any means, but <laughs> I have seen it play in game in the air, you know, so that's something. Uh, the rest of the 23 class is a good mix. A lot of pitchers as you work down the list. Uh, who are some other names that, that have stuck out to you um, in the last couple of years that, that you like as they project to the next level? So like this is a, not a name that I've seen live ever, but Taylor Rabe from uh, South Carolina. He's like one of those real tall guys, you know, that is kind of signed him early, thought there would be a velo bump. You know, hasn't happened yet necessarily. He's still upper eights and sneaking in the low nines, but like that could be one. I mean, you look a little bit further down the list, you go Hudson Calhoun, big projection type, long lean levers, you know, 80, 89, 91 with the like a standard 11 to five curveball. Like these are all mm -hmm. arms that like you get them to campus, you put some meat on their bones, you make them a little bit more explosive. And then like one of them is going to be a stud at least. <laughs> Yeah. And, and, and this is a, this is a program that is, they're going to need a, a shot in the arm in the uh, rotation. And, and they, they got hit hard with the draft and with graduation. Um, they're going to need an, an influx of arms and there's a, there's quite a few to pick from. Um, last one here before we move into 24 and 25, a late addition. Um, it remains to be seen if he will truly be a factor on the diamond, because I think his, at least in my opinion, his future and probably what he'll mostly focus on will be football. But Austin Simmons, the uh, left-handed pitcher from Florida, was in the 25 class and then reclassified up to 23. Already graduated high. I, I believe the, the, the story was he graduated, he finished all of his requirements as a freshman in high school and then has just since been dual enrolled and uh, just earning college credits and playing sports. Um, I don't know if you know much about him because he's down in Florida, but I'm sure you've at least heard of him. But what, what do you think about him as a prospect and as someone who could potentially factor in to uh, the baseball program? So, like, I've seen a little bit of this guy on Twitter. Doesn't have a real big PG kind of uh, workload that to really go off where I can't give you, like, total numbers and stuff, but – He's he's 17 and eight months. Like realistically, this kid probably should be graduating this year anyway. You know? Yeah. So he might just be moving back up into a proper class. Yeah. So that's that's kind of interesting thing to account for. Yeah. Um all right. Well, well let's let's just jump into 24 and we'll do that and then we'll we'll hit the we'll hit the final break here. But I know you like some of the 24 commits. 
Um, I know there's one that really stood out to you. I didn't get a chance to go see him live, but I had heard a lot of buzz about him when he was in Nashville for the New Balance uh, Combine. But Slade Caldwell, the outfielder from Jonesboro, Arkansas, 5'9", 172, but, you know, kind of a Campbell Smithwick guy that it, don't even look at the the height weight, just just turn the tape on and watch him play. What's your uh, What's your early take on Caldwell? Like, I could go very hyperbolic right now and just, like, unload with <laughs> how in I am on Slade Caldwell, and I'm going to try not to. But it's Greyhound coverage in the outfield. I mean, it's – both gaps are his – uh, at the plate, it's just infinite barrels. Uh, the hands are as quick as I've seen in that class. And the dude just runs like a running back out of the box, gets low, always pushing for extra bags. Like the kind of things that old school baseball minds appreciate. And like uh-huh. the kind of things that I see where I'm like, all right, I think this is like the blend of of kind of both styles into one really good baseball player. I've seen some clips of him hitting doubles and triples. It legitimately looks like the tape is sped up when he gets out of the box. Yeah. Um, it's pretty remarkable how how quick he gets to top speed. Um, and I don't have it in front of me. Do you, what is his 60 time? Let's see. Let me, I'm one click away. Last we had him at 650. Okay, that's moving. I mean, that's yep. typically that's what, four or five territory? I would say somewhere around there, yeah. Yeah. Um, you mentioned the outfield, and and it's been kind of a running joke uh, with, with Ole Miss fans over the years that uh, Ole Miss just can't seem to recruit actual outfielders because um, <laughs> <laughs> they're always just converted infielders that go out and play in center and, and right and stuff. And then, you know, last year they had a legitimate outfielder in Roman Anthony, and then – we all know what happened there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, regardless of the size, I mean, he, he is a guy that is, um, I mean, what do you think his pro prospects are? Is that a guy that a year from now, Ole Miss fans will have to be. Yeah. That guy guy better want to go to school or else he's gone. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So you, you, you think he's, he can sneak into the first round? Uh, yeah. I think he I think he will be a first rounder. I think I think there's like especially with what Corbin Carroll's doing for the Snakes right now. Like you look at that and you're like, it's easy to draw comparisons to Slade Caldwell's game. So yeah. like I think what Carroll's doing is probably making Caldwell a little bit of money next year. A couple other guys that are inside the top one hundred. Owen Pano, uh it, you want to look at the height and weight here. Big kid, six three, two oh five out of uh, Poughkeepsie up there in New York. Um, probably another guy that it's going to be trouble on draft day, but um, just a uh, big physical shortstop, kind of what most shortstops look like in today's game. What uh, I don't know if you've seen him in person, but what's your take on him? I think he's like – I haven't seen him live either, but I know the Northeast guys up there for us love him. It's huge, projectable, easy impact, really good defender. Like That's why we have him graded out inside our top ten. Looking at the rest of that 24 uh, recruiting class, who are the ones that you think could end up making it to campus? Because the obvious, you know, scares are going to be up top. 
in that commit list, but who are some that, that, that you like and think they project as, uh, as future college players? Yeah, I think Ethan Sorowiak leads that charge for me. I only have a couple of looks on him, but it's been pretty loud every look. He's a big, strong corner infield type, probably leans more third base, real big legs, puts impact on the ball, splits the gaps in a hurry, moving out of the box. I liked him in every look I've had so far. And then another one, Stone McKay, Lewisburg kid, championship resume, uh, coming off Tommy John. There's been a little bit of uh, some of uh, question marks about his command after Tommy John so far. Very early, very fresh on it. Um, the arm's electric, though. Fastball really rides through the glove. Slider, I've heard people call it exploding before. You don't usually get that out of a, mm. out of a prep arm, so that's always intriguing. Yeah. Uh, Walker hooks another one, another Mississippi kid really building that wall. Um, 24s are really shallow on left-handed arms and he is the best one in the state. So, all right, before we get to the top end guys, I do want to ask you about, uh, one first baseman, Hernando, Mississippi. I mean, pretty much the perfect name. If you want to go to Ole Miss and Lafayette Romine, I guess he goes by Luke. If we're going to make a comp here and, and, and staying in-house, reminds me and, and has some some real juice from the left side, reminds me a lot of Thomas Dillard. Um, what's, your, uh, what, what's, your, what's your vibe on him? I'm pretty sold on Luke Romine. It sucks that we didn't get to see him in his, I guess that would be his sophomore campaign here at Hernando due to the ACL injury. But you want to, like, feel bad about yourself? Just type Luke Romine in your Twitter bar and watch this kid work out. Like this kid's <laughs> bending bending bars. And it shows when he hits. That's for sure. Um, couple of the top end guys. Um Coy James, Cannon Golden, Jackson Miller, the three uh headliners of this class. Um, I know it's early, but what's uh what's the vibe and, and kind of what do you feel about those guys? Yeah. I think Coy James is probably your standout. Haven't seen it live either, but this is like a when they're all young like this, they're two-way guys, you know, and the arm talent's already standing down on the mound. Big, big strength, you know, in the right-handed swing. So another, another guy, athletic, sub-seven runner with power projection, you know. It, it comes back to a common thing with these younger guys. Is, are they athletes and can they mash? <laughs> yeah. Simple game. You, you go even further down right after you say you never recruit any outfielders. You got Cannon Golden, <laughs> 29th ranked out or uh, 29th ranked overall player in the country. Uh, Jackson Miller, I've seen him a couple times. It's it's pretty loud. Got a brother committed to Tennessee, so that might be a matchup to watch in a couple years. And the local guy, Griffin Ennis, he's the probably the the headline type of athlete in the outfield that you want. So, yeah, we're we're speaking it into existence here. As uh as Ole Miss is starting to load up in uh, the position players, so um, I guess final question here as we wrap things up, and again we appreciate you joining. Um, looking ahead to next year's draft and looking at college players, I know you you mainly focus on the high school ranks, but as far as Ole Miss's current roster, is there anybody that stands out to you on that roster that could make some noise in the draft next year? Oof. I don't really feel comfortable about talking about the sophomores right now after after Ole Miss because 
I went down there for one weekend against Arkansas and none of the sophomores really stood out. You know, you were, you got some freshman arms that are really intriguing. JT Quinn, Sonia, mm-hmm. love both those guys. I think they'll be come their draft year. They're going to be pretty big prospects. Ooh, sophomores, though, I don't know. So let's uh, well, we can shift to that because I know that those two guys will will definitely have a say in the rotation for the 2024 season. But Sonia, I know he's a local guy for you. And then JT Quinn, two highly rated guys. I don't I know. Sonia had some 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 draft buzz late in his senior year when he kind of blossomed into what he is now. But um, as far as projecting as starters um, for Ole Miss, what's your uh, what's your scouting report on those two? I mean, Sonia coming in the season, the arm is electric. You know, kind of petered off a little bit with velo and command issues. Lost, kind of lost his role. Uh, I'm sure that the commitment to him, though, is getting him right and getting him back in there because I think they're thinking that he's going to be a guy for them on the mound. And then JT Quinn saw him against Arkansas. That was the first, first look I had at him. I thought it was really good. You know, the, the arm's electric, big body, decent breaking stuff. Like, I think this, the sky's the limit there, really. Well, I, I think we uh, we pretty much ran the gamut, and you you didn't even skip a beat there with the uh, scouting reports and giving us your take. But uh, we do want to now give you an opportunity to make sure that everybody knows where they can find you and and all of your stuff. So go ahead and, and and plug away. Tell them where they can find you on Twitter and on the uh, on the internet. Yep, T Sutherland PG on Twitter. That's about all I got. That'll do it for Daytime Fireworks. We will have more podcasts coming to you this week and more coverage at omspirit.com, an affiliate of On3. So until next time for Troy over there, I'm Zach. This has been Daytime Fireworks. We out. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.